Let's talk about the decoms. Let's talk about the D. Let's talk about the decoms. We're talking about the D. Hi, welcome to Talking About the D, the decom podcast where we watch all decoms and see what they're about, or in my case, watch them for the first time and see if they're any good. I'm Emily Keane, and as always, I have my co-host Lizzie Gurman here. Hi, Emily. How are you? I'm I feel I'm, not, I'm not great, honestly. Right. What's going on? Uh, the LA has decided to go into full bloom, and my Australian sensibilities are not <laughs> used to any of this pollen, so I'm experiencing allergies for the first time in my life. That is um, horrible. So apologies in advance for my voice, and I'm definitely going to lose my thoughts during this process, <laughs> but I'll try to keep it together. I hope you don't lose your voice. Well, we'll see. We will see. <laughs> um, today we have our first returning guest. Yeah. Rob Smith. Back Yay. by popular demand, that's, I'm guessing. That's <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. We exactly. got so many requests. Yeah. Non stop. <laughs> non stop. <laughs> they were just saying, why doesn't he host it on his own? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We're yeah. excited to have you here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here, Good. especially you, to talk about this movie. You requested this movie. I did, mm-hmm. and I regret it. Do you? I do. <laughs> okay. Um, Tell me first about your... We, we, we're oh, watching we're, Don't Look Under the Bed. Don't Look Under the Bed, yes. Uh, Please tell me before you get into whatever you're about to say. What is your like? What was your memory of it? What were you looking? For? I guess what were you looking forward to? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I definitely remembered it as sort of like the scariest decom me as well yeah like i just i remembered it being like oh wow that one really got me i remembered some really good like practical effects mm-hmm. and uh, i remember you know feeling cool like oh yeah like i'm a, I'm a little kid and i just watched a horror movie right. like you know mm-hmm. and it it did not hold up to that <laughs> standard that I had in my memory. It's like 30% horror movie. And it, I remembered it being it, all horror movie and really frightening, but it's, yeah. there's yeah, just so little. Yeah, that was not much horror. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like it's 30% horror movie, 70% something else. It's like 30% horror movie, 30% satire 30 <laughs> percent. it's it's like trying to be four like different family things movie. yeah yeah like, it's the soundtrack really was not lending itself to be a horror movie. <laughs> it's such a hodgepodge of so many different things yeah and it just does not mesh it doesn't gel together it i agree did you have any very specific so when i think of these movies i always have like i have images that i remember mm. like in um lucky the irish i remembered like all of the computers with the different colored like backs and i was like fuck that's so cool their school has like max or whatever do you (laughs) have any like image because especially as a horror movie i Mm -hmm. had some like memories of images do you did you have that same thing Uh, i definitely had some memory of the the long when the hands change yes the long fingers yes i think oh. is that that probably did creep me out as a kid why did we both respond like have why do we both have that like why is that so frightening i think it has to do with like the you know you expect something to look a certain way mm-hmm. like fingers for example and when they look abnormal like that yeah. you know that kind of throws you off yeah and the teeth being the same thing which is like they have like 
many pointy teeth. And yeah. I remembered the teeth for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, mm-hmm. As soon as I saw those, like, free fingernails, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm feeling very uncomfortable. Like, Well, like you were saying that um, this movie got a lot of complaints for being too scary. So Disney stopped playing it. I did read that it has... They stopped playing it because it mm-hmm. was deemed too frightening because it is very Which is just wild to me because I'm like, I'm sure now you could play it nonstop and the kids would be fine. Yeah. Like, well, if I had just, like, read that without having rewatched the film, based off of my memory, I would have been like, yeah, that's understandable. Like, mm-hmm. it was a scary movie. But mm-hmm. now, having rewatched it, I'm just like... Did our brains work differently in the late <laughs> 90s? Like, I mean, there's definitely a lot more content now that is way scarier, and special effects have advanced a lot in 20 years. So, you know, that does it didn't look very realistic to what you would see now. Well, I, I thought like some of the practical effects, the prosthetics, you know, were fairly decent. Um, I actually thought so as well. Yeah. I mean, and then they definitely, the reason that they're only in the, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but in the... It's okay. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the uh, what, what is it, the, the boogie world? Yeah. Yeah, or the boogie realm. Mm. Uh, they definitely blew most of their effects budget, yeah. digital effects budget on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like Larry Houdini's costumes, because he has like 40 costume changes, and they're all specific things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and there's uh, when the pool becomes jello. I was like, oh, yeah, that's. Yeah. And the, they spent uh, some money on the, that the dogs on the roof. The dogs were the also roof. CGI. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The CGI actually wasn't bad in this for, movie. For, I um, for 1999. For 1999. Yeah. And for like a made for TV movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's about the same level of CGI you'd probably get now on a disney right i know yeah Um, emily and i definitely were having a conversation about like what is on television for kids now versus what was on television for us at the time and i do like yeah for our if we're talking about generally like this is not very scary compared to many other things but for disney like disney doesn't air scary stuff like yeah halloween town was like that's the most because all of yeah. the Halloween towns after Halloween Town were not as scary as Halloween Town is. Genuinely, they're like it feels like very high stakes, and and they're kids in like scary situations. This felt high stakes to me as well. Yeah. Which Halloween Town did the mom turn into like the old Greg Swamp thing? <laughs> I don't know. Was that know. was that, that scary to you? That might have been the. I think it might have been the second one. But yeah, yeah that, I think that, so. That, freaked me out a little bit when she turns around and she's like she's literally old greg from the mighty boosh (laughs) a scaly fish man and i'm like okay that was unsettling um i wish i knew i mean i was frightened by the first one but i also was pretty young and didn't have a super high tolerance i was also very young for this Mm -hmm. yeah because we were talking about um are You Afraid of the Dark, that Nickelodeon yeah. show, mm-hmm. which I remember being pretty scary, and the Goosebump show, which mm-hmm. I just remember being pretty scary, but mm-hmm. I do wonder if I watched it now, I probably wouldn't find it scary at all. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and that makes sense. But, like, I know I have a, I have a kid 
in my life, my cousin's kid who's six, and, like, this is way too frightening for him. This is, like, would wreck him. Right. And that's just one kid, but, like, a six-year-old, this is not, a six-year-old couldn't watch this movie, and I really do feel like the Disney movies now are kind of, like, anyone from, like, the age of six to 16 can kind of enjoy them. Yeah. And maybe they'll be frightening at some parts, but, like, you'd have to turn it off. He couldn't get through, he couldn't get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, kids like scary stuff. Like, I mean, I did when they I was do, younger. They do. Yeah. But, I don't. yeah, I don't know. It's, like, scary within a certain ma- amount of, like, safety, I think. Yeah. And yeah. then it's... Um, like, scary for kids. Yeah. Like, for example, any Roald Dahl book yeah. or movie ever. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of quite frightening things in most yeah. of his mm-hmm. stuff, but... I think that there's also, you know what, I think that there's um, certain elements that are scarier for children than others, and I think that one thing that is really frightening for kids is when a person doesn't look like a person, Mm. because I remember being really frightened by the witches because they're like these deformed, really frightening Mm -hmm. things, and that was what frightened me about this movie as well, which is like, you take something that you know and then you warp it into something that obviously is frightening because of the teeth and everything, but also it's just, like, not a person anymore. Mm-hmm. It just almost yeah. is a person. I guess because you're still trying to figure out, like, what people are. Yeah. So yeah. when something challenges that, it just, like, freaks your mind out. And especially, but... like, Rob, you're like, it's the mom and she becomes something else. It's, like, uh, that's really frightening. It's yeah. this thing that you know becoming something something mm. you don't know. Yeah, well, just in horror films in general, not talking about children's films or anything, like, mm. that's a great way to build terror is to take something that's supposed to, you know, make you feel safe mm-hmm. and secure, and then you turn that into something, you know, hideous. Right. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I love The Shining so much, because you have, you know, your dad... Mm-hmm. who's supposed to be like the you know protector in the family basically just going nuts yeah. and wanting to murder you mm-hmm. so well, like in us when it's yourself attacking you exactly yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrifying mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's uh so yeah definitely um and i think that played a little bit in this with the twist of what happens to your imaginary friend when you stop believing in them. Absolutely. I think that's exactly right, which is, I actually think that the plot is actually pretty cool, right? There were, in yeah, my opinion? In, in your opinion? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion? It's like, oh, yeah, like, there, that could be a feature film. Mm-hmm. Like, for still for kids, but, yeah, I mean, what happens to it's kind of like your... a different version of the Toy Story 3 plot. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, your, your old toys. Mm-hmm being sad that you don't play with them anymore right same as except this one it's much darker because uh-huh. you know the toys don't attack the kids when they stop playing with right them. <laughs> yeah right um and i guess that would be very scary for a kid to think oh have i neglected my imaginary friend and now am i gonna yeah. get a boogeyman mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. did either um, of you guys have imaginary friends no yeah i never really had one i didn't I never, either i never really had like i wasn't really scared of boogeyman or anything either though. i wonder so. if this is like i'm not trying to be like technology's ruining everything but i do <laughs> wonder if kids have less the more technology becomes like the more we have screens and that kind of stuff kids mm-hmm. don't have to play by themselves or kind of be in their own heads i wonder if the imaginary friend might be going 
the way of the dodo, and in which case there's going to be a lot of murdered children. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of boogie people. A lot of boogie people, exactly. Um, that, that, that might actually be pretty true, because I know that both of my uh, older sisters actually had imaginary friends. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, maybe it is. It's a, from a bygone era. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's I don't interesting. I think my brother did. But... Oh. Well, way to throw I, I was, a wrench I was into home, that I was theory. Home alone <laughs> a lot and I didn't have one. I was as well, and I didn't have one. I think it probably depends on the kid for sure. But um, I don't know. I think just overall, imaginary the imaginary friend count might be going down. I think it depends though, because like I had a lot of real friends. Yeah. So it's like, do you do you have to be someone who doesn't have a lot of friends? Which you could argue the characters in this movie don't. <laughs> That's yeah. She has one friend who is written out after. <laughs> yeah, and that's her only friend. Yeah. And should we talk? Should we go? Into yeah, the we movie? Should, we yeah, we should. Yeah, we should. Yeah. <laughs> now we've been talking for a while, but Lizzie, what is this movie about? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Um, the movie is about um, Francis, who. Um, discovers that imaginary friends are real and that they can um, become boogeymen if I'm not doing this really well. I usually do pretty well on the log line, but it's got, the, well, it's, the plot it's is like, it's really... Like weird, weird things start happening. Weird things start happening in the town, thank you. In the town, and it's because there's a boogeyman yes. that only Francis can see. Yes. Um, and well, she, there's... She can't see the boogeyman. She can see Larry Houdini. Who is? She couldn't see the boogeyman as well. She couldn't see him until. That's right. She couldn't see him at first. Then oh, later on, that okay. she like kind of starts to believe in the boogeyman, and then she's able to see him. That's true. So she can see this kid, Larry Houdini, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who we learn is a, an imaginary friend himself, mm-hmm. um, and finds out that they that her little brother is in danger, and they have to stop the boogeyman. Yes. From, you know, murdering her brother. Basically, yeah. 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 <laughs> there you um, go. So, like, at the start of the movie, everyone wakes up because the clocks have been put forward. So it says 7 o'clock when it's actually 4 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. Rob, and then, what are you going to say? Oh, I was <laughs> just going to say, yeah, the... Basically, not having the logline and starting to watch this movie, it's you're not going to think it has... Maybe you would think it has to do with a little bit with the boogeyman because there is some scary imagery right in the beginning. Yeah. But it starts with Francis's voiceover when she's talking about, oh, I live in Middleburg. It's in mm-hmm. the middle of the country. They thought really hard about that. Right. Um, <laughs> Despite the fact that it's obviously Utah. Like, right. Yeah. As, as it so many. Mountains <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Funny thing, you know, the last one of these that I did, which was for Luck of the Irish, I'm pretty sure it's filmed in the same town. In the exact same town? I don't know if it's the exact same, but it still has that picturesque, like, beautiful mountains. I know. I'm sure they, yeah. And I'm like, why would you call it the middle of the country? When it's, there's mountains in it. Like, middle, middle America's flat. Yeah. It's kind of like when they shot, they shot Bonanza in, um... Utah, maybe, in a mountainous region, and it takes place in, um, Kansas. And it's like, 
Yeah. 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 I'm like, anyone, a lot, of, a lot of the country knows that that's not, or yeah. <laughs> that's not how that works. But they just ignore it because bonanza. It's like, well, it's bonanza. <laughs> it's like the West is the West. After Every, that, everywhere that's not the East Coast is the yeah. West. After, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like Missouri over to California. Like, it looks yeah. the same. When you <laughs> like, cross the Mississippi, it's just yes, the West. It's just the West. Like the Midwest is definitely in the eastern half of the country. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> But it's the mid. But it's the middle of the West. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, so it's these. It's a series of like pranks, for lack of a better. So I totally forgot this whole thing where like um, Francis is based on. I'm gonna say no evidence. Basically, is um, yep. blamed for a series of pranks like putting a bunch of dogs on the roof and setting hundreds of people's clocks. Well, the first one mm-hmm. is. The, the clocks, clocks, I suspect her because she's gone around and asked everyone if their clocks were also oh, okay. a different time. And so their argument is you have a list of everyone that had problems with their clocks. Okay. okay. Then the, the teacher gets, his car gets egged. Yes. Which, so at the beginning of the movie, the mom is like, I got two dozen eggs, where are the eggs? Uh-huh. And they're gone. So we're to suspect that those were the eggs that are used. I see. But. Okay. When the car gets egged, it's like 12 dozen eggs. It is. Yeah. There's, there's like mm. just little cottons all over the roof yeah. that Larry finds. And then, I mean, to that and like the gel- the gelatin is missing from the the kitchen and it's like there's an entire pool like how much jello does yeah. it take to turn a pool into jello it just doesn't make any like also yeah. like i feel as though the chlorine in the water of a pool <laughs> would prevent gelatin from setting yeah, yeah i'm not sure about the chemistry of that but yeah def- yeah definitely the amount of and it gelatin. remains it would remain at a usually pools remain at one warmer temperature very warm yeah that's true for gelatin to set it has to cool we also see the pool i think that we see the pool it's like this moving shot where we see the water is clear and then she dives into it and And then suddenly it's red (laughs) yeah i know i know we're not supposed to pick these apart but if you pick it apart it just doesn't it's like it doesn't hold up (laughs) so the teacher suspects her that's right. For no reason. For no reason. Because she's standing there looking at his car. Right. As is every other child at <laughs> the school. But she's there and he's like, Francis, did you have something to do with this? Right. Which, I'm like, why, why would you suspect her? You know, the irony of that is that she's the only person not laughing and she actually looks horrified. I would suspect her least because she so genuinely seems to be horrified. He, yeah, yeah. She actually seems to give a shit about yeah, you. She's and like, you're like... What child would care? <laughs> yeah. You must have done something wrong. Right. You're, you're faking it. Why like, aren't you making fun of me like everyone yeah. like else? Like everyone else. <sighs> Stop being weird. Stop being yeah. weird. Um, and so then, then she's walking back with her friend Joe, and Joe reveals that she has a crush on Francis's older brother, Bert. Mm. Um, and she says, like, don't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And then the next day... Plants have been planted in the like front lawn that yep. spell out Joe loves Bert. Right. Um, did did anybody else notice that the lines that they gave Joe made her seem incredibly stupid? No. And okay, I just weird. Well, the one, <laughs> the one both of us bumped on was 
um, Joe is trying to encourage Francis to join the swim team. Despite, yes. But Francis is like, oh, but that because Francis was skipped ahead a year. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, oh, well, they're all high school is like. I'm younger. I don't. I don't think I she's should. She's supposed to be thirteen. I think yeah. she says fourteen. <laughs> she says fourteen. Yeah. Okay. All right. She's um, movie fourteen. And movie Joe 14. says <laughs> it's swimming. That just means you're more streamlined. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there were a few questionable things. What in else this. does she say? Do you? Remember? Oh no, not from. Well, oh, just, just from from Joe. Like she. I guess because she's supposed to be still in middle school. Yeah. So I think they probably dumbed down her lines a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, golly gee, I wish I could have been skipped ahead. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't understand why they skipped Frances ahead. She's really smart, as we establish... In that she's, like, all about the science. She's about science. Mm -hmm. She's about facts. Yet, (laughs) she really struggles to figure out that Larry can't be seen. I know. And I'm like, for someone that is meant to be extremely smart, you're taking a long time to figure out, oh, perhaps I shouldn't keep bringing this up because no one else (laughs) can see him. And she doesn't ever have the reaction of, which is, I feel like, is what most people would have of just like I'm going crazy. Right. Yeah. Her right. reaction is, "What's wrong? No one can see this yeah. boy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her her thing is that everyone has been mass hypnotized to not be able to see Larry Houdini. Yeah. Yeah, because that's more logical than I'm crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if she really was as, uh, our apartment is collapsing. <laughs> Do you need to check that out? It's probably my conditioner falling off the... Got it. It did sound like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was was the boogeyman. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are going to get murdered for sure. Well, damn. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, before she even... Well, no, I think she has seen Larry at this point. But she, she sees him, but first. she hasn't really thought about it because she's just like, oh, that was just a kid, and, that, and he went. <laughs> yeah. Away. But she's talking about like a bunch of strange things have been happening, like the gelatin and like the dogs mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm, but the way she describes it is as if they're just like, like some mildly weird phenomena. Yeah. You know? As if there was like a little bit of strange weather and like a right. lot of people had car accidents or something. <laughs> when all the things that are happening are insane. Yeah. Like well, everyone yeah. should be very concerned. <laughs> but yeah, she's doing the classic like Scully on the X Files. Like mm. there's a logical explanation for this. I don't care how many crazy things I've seen <laughs> that are totally unexplainable. There's a logical explanation <laughs> for it. Yeah. Yeah, it gets, and like, okay, we can like kind of start talking more generally about the movie if you want to, but like, it wears so fucking thin. Like, we're, I remember checking, we're like 30 minutes into the movie and nothing has happened because no character, no, nothing has been done to her. She is still the same person she was at the beginning of the movie, which is like skeptical and she's... And honestly, I feel like she stays that way for the whole movie. Yeah, she yeah. just realizes yeah. the thing about the imaginary friends and that she had one. Yeah, but she doesn't change her viewpoint on like everything is logical and explainable. Yeah, but but I'm like, 
I'm a very logical person mm. and I would have been like, oh, no one else could see this man. Perhaps <laughs> I shouldn't tell people that there's a man in here. Yeah, like, there's no there's no reason why like 45 minutes in she's like in the principal's office and they do this whole chase scene or whatever mm-hmm. with through the school and no one can see him. And I'm like this, like all of these scenes with Larry could be one scene. Exactly. In my opinion. Yeah. They did way too much fun and games in this script. It's all fun and games. It's all fun and games. We don't actually get any plot until the midpoint yeah. of the film. Mm-hmm. In the library, right? Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Well, the library was actually, yeah. That, so that was a little bit before when the he's midpoint. Making the, what, do you, what do you call it? The fun timber thing? The, what? the oh, machine the, that the he machine. makes too. What is uh, it called? The, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. it was, I'll pull it up. Yeah, let me see. But, is that what you're talking? What 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 do you think is when does the plot really like? Well, the well the, the you have the mid act twist, which is when Larry starts to turn into a boogeyman. Right. Well said. And mm-hmm. then you learn, but you don't know what the stakes are because you don't realize that Larry is Francis's uh, younger brother's imaginary friend. Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't happen until the midpoint of the film. Mm-hmm. So. Up until then, you just have Francis and Larry doing fun and games. Yeah. And we don't know why. Yeah. Wow. Excellent yeah. analysis. Yeah. Like, oh. that's exactly <laughs> what's wrong. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a writer as well. But like, <laughs> couldn't, I'm like, I can't tell. I mean, I know that this is like an issue and I know that I can like literally almost skip forward through all of these scenes. And if mm-hmm. you can skip forward through the scenes you don't need to see like yeah. you don't need the scene to understand you what's could, going on that's a huge issue in your you movie. could watch like the first 10 minutes and then skip the next 30 minutes right you really can and right. then probably skip the next 30 minutes <laughs> after that. like watch the five minutes of plot yeah and then skip the next 30 minutes yeah because yeah it's just a lot of yeah them going back and forth and nothing really happening and Terrafuse. Tetrafuse. Tetrafuse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's fused. What is tetra? What is that root? That's seven? Or is that... Tetrahedron. I think tetras. Or is that septa? I looked up tetra, and it tells me it is a small tropical freshwater fish. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think it's a root for see. something. Yeah. Yeah. I would love it if it actually, if it wasn't just a made-up word that they actually... Four? Four. The tetrahedron is probably a square, I guess. Hold on. Yes. Four. Well, hold on. In geometry, a tetrahedron, it's like a, um, it's a, it's a, it's this. Okay. It's like so. It's almost like a, that, a like a pyramid. A four, almost. That's a four-sided. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, well said. Bigger. All right. It's three and then the bottom. You're right. So okay. That's four. That's great. So yeah, <laughs> we're learning geometry. Here, we are. Guys. We really I are. I was quite good at geometry. <laughs> yes, attention. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's like when you make a triangle and do a three D shape, yeah. you create a tetrahedron. So it's it's a pyramid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway. for, for listeners, you can disregard all of this because it, it plays nothing in the plot of the film. And we are not scientists. Yeah. And we are we're not shape scientists. That's yeah. for sure. Shape yeah. shape scientists. Shapes. I wish it had been like temp 
Boral, because they're speeding up time to make the boogeyman. So I yeah, wish they're that trying to age the boogeyman. Should have been forward. like a temper fuse or something. I also yeah. don't know what the fuse. They're not fusing anything. They're yeah. like expediting. Oh, it wasn't temper time. fuse. No, it's te- uh, Wikipedia That's... says it's tetra fuse. Oh. Maybe uh, te- maybe it's wrong. Temper fuse sounds more like what I thought I was hearing. Well, it temper yeah. with yeah, like I mean, temporal. Temporal like, that would make yeah. sense, like something with time. I mean, time. none of anything they read in that book <laughs> to determine what was going on really helped me well, to we, know what was happening. They don't even know. We haven't even spoken about the book. They go to a library and they get the book on the boogeyman. 50 minutes into the movie yeah. or whenever, yeah. they, go, they finally end up at the library. And it's like, she's talking in full voice, and he's talking in full voice, but no one can see him, and she's but, like, keep it down, it's a library. But the librarian yeah. only shushes them when she talks. Yeah. Uh. But then he does something, and the kids are like, oh! Yeah. And, and she does nothing, and that's yeah. when Francis is like, hmm. But then a minute later, the kids <laughs> start clapping, and then the librarian's like, shush! I, I know. Which, like... I don't know your library experiences, but I've never been in a library where someone has shushed me. Every, movie libraries are different than regular libraries. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> There's yeah. an old woman in every movie library that is just angry when you make any noise. Whereas the librarians I've seen tend to be quite young, actually. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and very um, lovely, because you get a lot of different kinds of people in libraries because they're free spaces and you have to be, like, flexible. And, yeah. you know, you have and like, to... unless someone was actively just straight up yelling all over the place, yeah. then, and that, but they wouldn't just come up and, like, aggressively shush you. <laughs> yeah. They would probably be like, hey. Right. It's, I, mean, <laughs> I think libraries in our generation, it was younger people trying to explain to older people how a computer works yeah yes. it didn't really have anything to do with books <laughs> my main experience with librarians is like college level classes where you have to go take like one class at the start of the semester to go to the library so the librarians can teach you how to use the library yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then and then them just being frustrated that nobody uses the <laughs> library and they're like we have all these resources <laughs> They're like, come and talk to us. Yeah. We'll find you. We'll basically do your assignment yeah. for you. Like, <laughs> Please be our friend. And Please. yet no one uses their services no. yeah. until you get to, like, graduate level. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. you have to do that level. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so they find this book that is the boogie book. Yes. Yeah. And, and in it, it has this tetrafuse thing. That, that you can, yeah. That Larry keeps telling... Francis like they need to build but I don't feel like he ever really explains what it does or why they need to build it so she is like why I guess we're trying to stop the pranks because yes. the boogeyman is in charge and she she obviously has a stake in that because she's being blamed yeah. yes yeah so okay so the, there is there is some forward momentum right. once we get the book yes um because then there's you know we got to build this thing this thing is gonna stop the guy who's doing the things mm-hmm. um there's just all this other bullshit what you're saying is correct but yeah. then there's all this other bullshit because there's this whole plot i guess you like thread about yeah. francis being worried that she's gonna get like what kicked out of school or like in trouble yeah. there i remember there's this whole scene i don't know where it is i should write time code in this yeah. um there's this scene where the parents are like talking about it's 
the the mom is like, ta- what is she talking about? It takes place in the living room where she's like talking about what possibly could be. Oh, it's that Francis maybe is reacting still to um, when Darwin was sick with yeah. leukemia. Yeah, this is a major plot point that is very. Just, I, I don't think, even know how to touch on it. I think they brought it up at the very beginning, but really breezed past it. They so really it, breezed. So past when it came it. up later, I was like, "What?" Yeah. Um, well, the, I think it's the. I don't know if it's brought up before this. You'll have to tell me. But I first heard because I was kind of fast forwarding through. This. Yeah. I was like, I was hitting the ten second just to see if anything was anything happening. Happened? Yeah. But um, the first time I hear about it. I heard about it was in the room where it's like the mom and then some teachers who are like your daughter's really acting out and is it because maybe when your son had leukemia she feels like didn't she it's they're talking about genetics or something well it was because they uh, thought that she was upset that she had had to give her bone marrow yes. to her brother and then the mother points out that it was actually the or she points out no, no, it's the mother that points out. The mother is actually her, their older son that gave yes. bone marrow to and, the brother. But the, and we're talking about breezing by it. It's mm. because she's like, yeah, he did have leukemia. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was, our, so actually, and he's in remission, so he's yeah. fine. Like, and, oh my God, but this, And this is a major, this is what basically is going to drive the plot in the second half yeah. of the film. Yeah. Where Darwin had leukemia, he needed a bone marrow transplant, and... It was Albert, who the brother, who is able to, who's kind of a nothing character. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Who is the one who was the donor match. Mm-hmm. And they think that maybe um, Frances felt helpless. Like, she because she wasn't the donor, she wasn't able to do anything. Which is valid. Yeah. Because that, that plays into... You know why? Who? She, why she is the way that she is? Mm-hmm. But then she mm-hmm. gets shamed for it for the rest of the movie as a moment when Larry lashes out at her and says, "I quote: If you wanted to help him, then why didn't you give him some of your bone marrow?" <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think I think that I don't know if this is true. I might be giving them too much credit, but I don't know if Larry sometimes acts as like a conduit for like Larry doesn't actually have that opinion, but she has that opinion like in her heart she's like why didn't i help him i could have given him some of my bone marrow Mm. and then he says it but it's actually like he is kind of a energy (laughs) you will that like because he's an imaginary because he's like not a person yeah Yeah. he's like he's like a tulpa he's like some kind of creature or or because he starts becoming a boogeyman he's yeah is he then lashing out yeah as the beginnings of a boogeyman. I think that's probably what they were trying to do. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I think what is actually happens that every time Larry loses his temper, it's either because he's worried that he's becoming a boogeyman or he is displaying these tra- these mean traits mm. like that. Yeah, because I don't think Larry would ever... I don't know him that well. We don't know him that well. But yeah. uh, I don't think he would ever say something like that if he was just raped regular Larry. I don't think Larry's I mean, mean. No, the, he's the a happy-go-lucky... Yeah. You know. Yeah. The other thing as well is just, like... You can't... Like, it's very difficult to donate your bone marrow. Right. Like, like Bert probably was the only person in that family. Exactly. Yeah, there's it. usually only just one genetic match in the family. It's usually a sibling. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and so there's it's not there's not nothing to be ashamed of because she <laughs> no. wasn't a donor match. Yeah, exactly. It's like neither were the parents clearly. Yeah, yeah so. because that doesn't make any sense. That's why I kind of pitched that maybe it's because in your head you obviously aren't. You're like, yeah, why couldn't I have helped? It if she's feeling that way, that means that her family have been telling her that. Because <laughs> I don't see why else she would feel that way. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's. Yeah. There. This movie does not do family dynamics well no. at all. Yeah. They not don't at all. they don't seem like a family. They seem like a group of people who all live in the same house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the parents are just very strange. And this movie seems to be making a comment on like, "Ooh, look at how weird it is that the dad does cleaning and cooking." There was a weird there is a weird thing made of that. There was like, a line yeah. where um, Larry is making the tetrafuse and mm. they need the vacuum. Mm-hmm. And, like, Francis says something about, like, oh, my dad. It's her dad's vacuum. It's her dad's vacuum. Something yeah. like that. And Larry's response is, your dad does the vacuuming? And then she says something else and then he's like, this is starting to get unbelievable. Yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> even for 1999, that seems pretty backwards. Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely a weird. Line. I'm like, I feel like my dad was vacuuming in 1999. Like, oh, yeah, my dad definitely was vacuuming. Yeah. Like, yeah. Any, like I, vacuuming is actually something that I feel like guys often do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because it's like, it's like mowing the lawn inside. <laughs> yeah. It's a masculine. It's the, ma- yeah. it's a masculine cleaning yeah. thing. Like, yeah. ugh, you yeah. gotta <laughs> vacuum. So, okay, so uh, Larry is turning into a uh, boogeyman, and um, I, so I kind of missed this, but, so he he ends up making this tetrafuse, but then to, I believe, to lure the boogeyman, I missed the part about boogie goo. I missed the part I where that is relevant. That. Well, that, that just shows up, and that's, we're kind of skipping ahead of the, the, the big midpoint. What is the... Yeah, please. So that's, like... They're in Francis's room. Oh. And uh, that's when Larry first sees Darwin. Yes, you're right. And when Larry sees Darwin, he gets really excited. He's like, Darwin, it's me, it's Larry. And then Darwin can't see Larry. Mm-hmm. So he leaves. Larry becomes very upset. He's like, why can't Darwin see me? And then Francis realizes... Larry is her younger brother's imaginary friend. Yeah. And so she explains to Larry, she was like, well, you know, he was going through cancer. He was, you know, going through this really rough patch. He needed to believe in real things like doctors and science. And that was how he was going to get better. Mm -hmm. So I told him that you weren't real. Mm -hmm. This Larry looks up and his eyes are purple, Mm -hmm. which was one of the visual things that I thought remembered as a kid being, mm-hmm. you know, like pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And there's, cause there's no, there's no build up to that. Yeah. It's just like, here's Larry. He's a happy go lucky guy. There's this one bit of information. Now Larry's eyes are purple and mm-hmm. he's screaming and yeah. in Francis's face. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. I think it's also in that same scene where he t- says the cruel line about the bone marrow. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
So perhaps it is the he's, beginnings of the boogeyman. He's dressed like a genie as well. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Larry goes through a series of costume changes he's, of all like different occupations and there's a stereotypical costume. There's a line where she, where she says, "It's you look like my brother's action figures," yeah. and it's like he's he's <laughs> assuming the uh, the apparel of these action figures i guess yeah. is why he's variously dressed as a yeah they show so, the cowboy and he's often in he's, the cowboy that's right so i'm i'm to believe that darwin has like 30 action figures then. i mean i think that he does because he's like he's got a karate costume <laughs> he's got a firefighter he's got the cowboy he's got the genie He's a he's scuba suit scuba suit yeah that, that makes sense yeah. overall <laughs> he had some more as well I can't have? remember how when we f- oh we first see him he's just it like felt a like cool every yeah. two minutes he changed into a different outfit they did have a lot mm-hmm. of outfits for him um, um, okay so that is an important midpoint or whatever you want to call it I, uh, it's, it's a, a turn it's a turn <laughs> it's definitely a turn it's basically when we find out what the movie is about yeah mm-hmm. it was a very important it's good that it's so early on in the movie oh yeah that we really realize the importance of Larry and of really the uh, everything we're watching. It's just a shame yeah. that from the beginning until then mm-hmm. there was nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally nothing. I have made some notes. Um, one is that I just don't want to get go past these. Uh, bee, there's bees spray painted on the lockers, mm-hmm. and everybody yes. thinks that Francis has done it because hers is the only one without a bee, which again doesn't make any sense. Like if you. Why would you incriminate yourself? And then the teachers suggest that because her middle name is Bacon, ah. because they named their daughter after Francis Bacon, mm-hmm. which just before we started recording, we had a discussion because the Francis Bacon I know is the modernist painter. Yeah, yeah. Whereas there is another Francis Bacon <laughs> who invented the scientific method. So. Yeah. So I was very confused <laughs> as to why would you name your daughter after this painter? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to really figure out. Question. I was really trying to figure out the symbolism <laughs> for that. Uh, well, if you want to get into symbolism, why around pretty much throughout the entire high school experience scenes, there's like a tiger in literally every frame <laughs> and tigers everywhere. There, there's a tiger in literally every frame there's uh, paintings of tigers there's stuffed tigers there's a tiger statue and it is never paid off or addressed again yeah this was definitely it was edited out of the movie there was gonna be some probably like a cgi tiger that only she could see or You're, something yeah. and then they're just like nope cut it or something in boogie world maybe that's maybe tiger yeah that's a really good point. I was just going to say that I wrote in my notes. I was like, I wonder what the B stands for. It stands for Boogeyman. It stands, yeah. Yeah. It stands for Boogeyman. Not, yeah. not very uh, <laughs> creative, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, um, okay, let's just, let's go. Okay. Let's start moving towards the yeah, end let, here. So let's jump to the goo then. Yeah. So so they're, they've got the... Who is the woman? Is she like the guidance counselor? Professor Trelawney. Professor <laughs> Trelawney. <laughs> I believe she is the guidance counselor. Okay, so they have her over for dinner at the house. Mm-hmm. 
And As you do with your guidance counselor. Of course. Mm-hmm. Everyone well, has. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the dad who's who's a very famous character actor. What's his? Stephen Tobolowski. It sure is. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he gets, he, you know, the parents are concerned. They think their daughter, who is obviously saying that she's seeing things that aren't there, is having kind of like a mental breakdown. Right. And the dad, you know, is just like, well, let's get her some professional help. Let's get the guidance counselor, <laughs> who is the most inept person for that, you know, position. The one position. who thought yeah. that Frances was lashing out because she had to give her bone marrow when she didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that woman. Same yeah. woman. She, she'll definitely be helpful. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so they've, they've finished dinner, and they're in between courses. They're about to have dessert, mm-hmm. or like... I think he's actually brought out dessert. Not yet. I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah, okay. it hasn't or, brought out the. No, he brings it out, and then she gets up and goes to the kitchen. Okay. Oh, that's because right. it's while oh. they're in the kitchen that they realize. So, so he brings out dessert. Yeah. She, Francis gets up and goes to the kitchen where she finds Larry in there. It's like the kitchen is mess everywhere. Two massive pots are on, and he's cooking this weird purple goo mm-hmm. that is meant to attract boogeymen. Again, none of us yeah. seem to know. It's is basi- that what you? Yeah, it's. Okay. He basically says it's like catnip for the boogeyman, yeah. and it's okay. gonna lure him out so they can hit it with the the tetrafuse. Yeah, but to make it, he used one of Bert's socks because they were really sweaty. And he's he like blended it in the blender. So here is a problem that I have. <laughs> what missed... could possibly be <laughs> your issue? There are a number. But the first one is he clearly has only been making this for the last thirty seconds because <laughs> because the dad got up to get the dessert and brought it in, and the mum gets up because she can smell the goo and comes in a minute later and sees all of this mess. Right. So, they can see the mess, they just can't see him, apparently. I wish, I just, I'm sorry, not to cut you off, I just, it's so fucking stupid, like, we get it, nobody can see Larry, like, I wish it was that nobody could see the pots and pans or anything, because there's this whole thing That would have made more sense, because clearly he's only just pulled a started this going in a minute right and she's been in the kitchen total for like five minutes when the mom comes in but he's used the blender to blend the socks and then they find that the dad used the blender to make his desserts and now there are socks in the blender i have many issues (laughs) yeah they they don't draw any line between like the magical realism and then the real world yeah so basically larry isn't real he's imaginary but he can manipulate whatever he wants in the real world yes yes and everyone thinks that the things that he's doing which are fantastical Mm -hmm. is that a word fantastical yes yeah um everyone thinks that that's normal like the thing with the jello well that wasn't larry but it's the same magic though. it's yeah magic is happening people think that it's normal and there the rules are not really established I've, yes. in this movie. I've been thinking about rules so much because I've been watching um, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I am. Which is a show that you can only enjoy if you just understand that they never thought about what the rules were going to be. That was yeah. why we stopped watching it. There are, and it's, it's, if I didn't, I don't know why I have kept watching it. There's just no establishment, I kind of so you're in, like, 
what? I kind of enjoy <laughs> it, but it's like almost every episode has something that I used to talk about how the movies wouldn't track from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. So Sabrina episode to episode doesn't doesn't track. Yeah. And this has the same issue where it's like I don't know why, because to me, the rules are the most fun part about any universe. Yeah. It's like figuring out what you can and can't do and then manipulating yeah. that within the plot. If exactly. you don't have any rules, it's not any fun because you can't follow it. Yeah. yeah. And if you have strong rules in your in your script and in your movie, then you can really push the suspension of disbelief. Right. Cause the, right. Yeah, because the audience is just thinking, you know, like, okay, I know, I know what they can do. I know what they can't do. So as long as they're sticking to that, you know, do whatever you want. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this is just confusing all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're like, what? Like, how could there be, how could the sock appear in the thing? If, obviously, like, yes. where did the sock go? Like, he didn't yeah. blend it with the sock in it, so it just appears. Like, what? The, the, yes, going yeah. back to that. Yeah. <laughs> my, um, so, yeah, so the dad has like blended this dessert with a sock in it which means that do the you sock blend is in pudding there. by the way i don't think you do i don't know exactly what he had made you yeah. might but one thing you don't do <laughs> is make something in a blender that's full of dirty socks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sad that is so big on cleaning i'm like there's so so they can eat the socks, but what he didn't see them in there earlier. It any, yeah. So now yeah. now he's blended. No, you, he would have seen unless the idea is that Larry blended the socks into his already blended dessert and then pulled them out and put it in <laughs> his goo. We could talk which, about this for hours. I don't which think which is such a problem. Also, when she pulls out of her mouth, which was gross yeah. uh it doesn't look like a sock right isn't yeah. that like another confusing thing uh, i think it's just meant to be a piece of fabric it's, it's a just piece a piece of, fa- of fabric but they immediately know that it's the gym sock thank you that's what's yeah, confusing that's, that, yeah I okay okay there's um, also the opening of that scene um which is where the second boob joke of the <gasps> of the movie comes in i miss i yeah what was the first what, what the, the... well the first one was the streamline Ah, for oh, the yeah. swim team, it's like, oh, you're, you're less developed, so you're more <laughs> aqua dynamic or whatever. See, my thought was she's not got as much hair on her body. <laughs> oh, that too, yeah. <laughs> but both, both of those. Yeah, you, you, can, you can interpret it multiple disgusting ways. Uh, but this one, the scene opens with the guidance counselor saying to the mother, that's a lovely little bust you have there. Oh, is that, that is... Oh yeah, and and, no, and then they turn, and it's like a statue. Yeah, the, the mom seems shocked, and then they turn, and there's uh, a bronze bust <laughs> on the like, mantelpiece. I didn't. I thought that was just a stupid that joke. One was for I the didn't. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was like mom and dad. We got a funny for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, R- Rhonda King would have laughed at that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you for pointing that out. I remember the joke, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't put it together. I tell you, like what. if it was, if those had been like sprinkled in, those kinds of jokes had been sprinkled in more. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh yeah, you know, that's a that's a nice quip. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, it one did just kind of just come out of nowhere. Yeah, the one joke I enjoyed that did land for me was um, there. It's the parents, and they're in the living room, and they're arguing about um, Francis's uh, explanation for why nobody can see Larry was that everyone is suffering from mass hypnosis. Yes. And 
the dad saying, well, how can that possibly be the case? How can uh, something be coming into our homes and hypnotizing us without us realizing it? And then the kid oh, yeah. sits down and turns on the TV. That was really that, good. That was pretty cool. There are just a couple times in this movie where something like that happens where you're like, oh, okay, so like someone on Somebody the set was this. actually, yeah. <laughs> someone is like functioning at like a higher level. <laughs> That's that I I will bring up another one toward the end, but that's definitely yeah. that's definitely one of them. And yeah. it was so obvious that I was like, oh, is there like a television element to this that I don't remember? Because Larry can he can appear in mirrors. I was like, yeah. maybe he can appear well, he, on the television. Well, or he whatever. does appear in a television in Do- the library. He does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Which libraries with televisions? <laughs> Right. Well, I missed out that on that as a child. There was no TV. That was another issue I had with that librarian was she's like shushing the kids, but they're watching a video, and I'm right. like, so they they will be making noise, mm-hmm. and the TV will be making noise. Mm-hmm. So you, why are you shushing them? When and they that, have to sit there in silence. Is that the first so. time we see that? There's a couple Peter Pan references, and I think in the library they're reading Peter Pan. The the ladies uh, reading. Yeah, Peter the Pan lady is reading Peter Pan, and that is she know, was. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> It's, you know, the theme of, it's basically because the imaginary, up. well, yeah, that and the imaginary friends are Tinkerbell, if, you know, if you, you don't believe in them. Clap yeah. To, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Anyway, so, so Francis, once again, is in trouble for making the goo, right? Is that yeah, where so we're at? Yeah, so this time the mom smells something, mm-hmm. comes into the kitchen, sees all the pots and everything, and is like... Francis, what have you done? Yeah. Which my thought was, you just saw her get up two minutes ago. How can, yeah. How could she possibly have made all of this? Yeah. And why doesn't, like, Francis is such an idiot. Yeah. Every time, like, she couldn't talk herself out of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Every time someone finds her, like, she tries to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Despite... no, yeah. despite I think knowing that what she's saying is stupid. And then yeah. when Larry comes out of the pot, she's like looking under the sink like, what? Yeah, like, <laughs> this is the most you incredible that? thing that she's seen <laughs> when like... he's been doing this for the past 30 minutes. You saw minutes. him get into the TV. <laughs> yeah. How? My, like, me, I feel like as a four-year-old, I would have figured this out. I know, yeah. I know. I, that's that is kind of I was just thinking about like Mary Poppins obviously has the bag and like that's a great movie because the kids buy into the magic yes. yeah. in the first scene they think it's, it's crazy yeah. but they're also like I saw it so it's happening I saw it so like, it's happening yeah it's, uh, we have the same joke and the same beat basically over and over again which is yeah. Francis can't believe that's happening I feel like the only argument you could make is that she's not a kid as such because she's fourteen yeah so she's a little bit older but again I'm like. Well, then why isn't she, like, just thinking that she's crazy? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, she's... Yeah. You'd be smart <laughs> enough, I think, to, like, understand that you you are seeing things... If you're seeing things that other people aren't seeing, it's not everybody else, it's you. I think by the yeah. time you're 14, you understand that. Yeah. But also, I feel like at 14, you're still young enough that you would buy into magic. Oh, I think... Like, I think... And especially, like, listen, in the world, I don't know how any of this would happen if that actually happened to me, but in the world of the movie, you have to get Frances to the point where she starts believing quicker. Yeah. And you have to do that in every piece of media. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can... Because she doesn't believe until, like... Because... Until they're in the boogie land, The audience basically. can't spend the whole movie being ahead of Frances. Yeah. The audience is already bought into everything, and 
that's what ends up and, happening. And, yeah. and she's still like, yeah, yeah, like looking yeah. under the sink, like, how is he doing that? And it's like, mm. you know that your mother <laughs> can't see him because she makes up an excuse as to what's happening because yeah. she knows at that point yeah. that, that she can't see him. So mm-hmm. why yeah. would you then think, oh, how did he get in the pot? Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Francis is not a good conduit for the audience because yeah. she remains a fish out of water throughout the entire. Mm-hmm. She never really, she yeah. doesn't learn with the audience. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. learn with that. Yeah, Harry Potter has to go to Diagon Alley at some point. Like yeah. Harry has exactly. to finally great... see everything happening, and Francis sees it constantly and never. And what Harry, if Harry, Harry was believes like, it immediately? What if Harry yeah. was uh, like at Hogwarts and was like, "You guys are full of shit." Yeah. Like, it doesn't work like that. That you yeah. can't tell a story like that. The Dursleys actually got into that. <laughs> yeah. That would be and so much like, more tragic. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. You know, logic tells me they should be here. I know. I personally witnessed um, a snake talk to me, uh, escape a pen, and then. <laughs> Uh, the glass returned, but I'm still, I just remain skeptical, you know? And I've done some very strange things, but, you know, you could just argue that that's regular it's stuff. It's pyrotechnics and Because mirrors. other people saw it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and now, and now we're so getting, then, we're So then they in. spill some of the yeah. goo. Listen, yes. And spill the goo. it gets on Darwin's, Darwin's shoe. And he goes, so, wait, so Francis goes up stairs but she's in darwin's room yes because larry is transform werewolfing into yeah. the boogeyman right and so she doesn't want him to be there yeah. so he goes into her room and starts playing at which point her boogeyman starts doing stuff well we don't know that yet we, <laughs> we just know it is the boogeyman okay well yeah. the boogeyman takes darwin Yes. Into the little boogie world. Mm-hmm. Which is underneath the bed. Yes. Hence the title. Yeah, hence the title of the movie. And mm-hmm. then... So then Larry and Francis kind of figure out that that's what's happened. Mm-hmm. How did they get into the boogie world? I don't remember that. Well, Larry goes in first. He says, you know, like, you can't come in after me because look at me. At this point... Larry's face has changed. His eyes are permanently purple. He's got the weird hands. And he's saying... He's basically a boogeyman. He's basically becoming... He's almost a boogeyman, but he still has his most of his mental faculties. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's saying to Francis, you know, you can't come in after me. Like, if I change completely, I can't protect you or anything. Mm-hmm. So um, he goes into the boogie world to go save Darwin from the boogeyman. Um, right. And Francis, uh, there's this whole fucking scene where Francis can't figure out how to get under there, and yeah. the dad comes in and tries to talk to her, and again, it's like this repeated beat. We've already had this, mm-hmm. and then eventually Francis figures out that there's like an invisible portal that she yeah. finally breaks through. Yeah. Um, so let me go to the boogie world. Mm-hmm. Well, I Which... think the the reason because she can't find it at first, and then Larry goes in. Or, but, but before Larry goes in, she kind of addresses her demons a bit. Yes. She does say, like, um, you know, I told, uh, you know, Darwin that there's no such thing as imaginary friends and everything because I was scared and 
I couldn't help him because I wasn't a donor match. She actually admits that she was relieved she couldn't make the donation. Yeah. Which I thought that was cool, actually. Yeah, that, yeah, that was like, a really good... Yeah, she was really scared of the Full procedure. Full had checked out pretty well <laughs> And Yeah, and that's a problem because when, like, the, the meat and potatoes of the story starts happening, you've already checked out. Yeah, because... absolutely. Yeah, because nothing happened for an hour and I can, like, minutes. I can tolerate <laughs> making the machine... But I can't, then they, we have to make the boogie, and I'm like, I can't sit yeah. through another, like, you guys are making stuff, and I don't feel on board with this. I feel like I'm still waiting for the movie to start, you yeah. know? Yeah. Anyway, no, she does express, and I don't, I think it's, it's because she's trying to get, she's, Larry is transforming, and she opens up to him or something. I can't mm. remember what really, like, what, in, why she even says any of yeah, this. Yeah, I think it's because. She's starting to feel helpless again because he's yeah. going on and then she can't find her way into the boogie world. So she's basically just like, this is, it's like when I was helpless all over again. Yeah. And scared and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, you yeah. know, that, that follows, you know, some story structure where, you know, but that would be like the act structure. There's so... The acts are like out of <laughs> out of order, yeah. and some are way too long. Yeah, to be what they are. Yeah, it's, so it's it's tough when you want to give it credit for when it does something right, but it did it at like the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're in the boogie world. Larry has the machine on his back. Yes. Yes. They find. Okay, let's just let's describe the boogie world, which I re- I kind of did remember this. I thought yeah. when I was a kid, I thought that they had shrunk down. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought as well. Yeah, but, but, but I then think there was other stuff, and it's like okay, no. Yeah, yeah, because like the plug, the plug she gets is the right size plug. Yeah. For example, <laughs> I think that everything under the bed is just massive. Yeah. Like right. the, she, I'm sorry, for the listeners, like she lands on a sandwich, and, and there's toy. Obviously, there's toys, and mm-hmm. they they ride a toy car, and everything is big. But then there are like cliffs, yeah. right? Then, that so, are that yeah. are regular human size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah they again there's no rules it's not like honey i shrunk the kids where it's like okay now everything that was small is now big right there's yeah it's just random it's, it's just random yeah. yeah it's more of a uh what is it uh alice in wonderland type thing yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah there you go yeah mm-hmm. but they even because they even say she's like how does all this fit under a bed and larry goes well this is just a twin imagine what fits under a queen bed <laughs> no <it's>, which <laughs> la, 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 la. yeah <laughs> I don't know how much with Larry you can take at his word. Yeah. But that's the thing. You don't know if he's just joking or if that's like, oh, those are the actual rules yeah. of yeah. the universe. You because have no idea. we never know in this entire movie yeah. what's going never, on. Never, never know. Um, so they start finding the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need to use the tetrafuse mm-hmm. to stop him. Mm-hmm. But it needs to be plugged into an AC outlet. You know, yes. the way As things tend to be. Yeah. I guess because it runs off of a vacuum. Yeah, that's why it needs the to be needs power. Pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're like finding Darwin's in a sack. Yeah, Darwin the entire time 
is on the logic train just like Francis. <laughs> yeah. Anytime someone talks or Francis talks to someone in the sack while he's being dragged, yeah. he's like, who are you talking to? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Darwin, please just buy into I'm it. Like, yeah. that, that's not what your problem is right now. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, um, I was going to say, we, we skipped over this because who cares? Yeah. But um, there is a part, we actually see the boogeyman, I don't know, 40, again, I think it's like 45 minutes into the movie, the first time we actually see him on the roof. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he set up all these Christmas lights. Um, which is another prank, but the fir- we and we can only see him because we the viewer gets to be to have Larry's point of view, mm-hmm. like to have the omniscience of of Larry yeah. at least. Yeah. And um, so finally we see him, and he is this scary guy who talks in only rhymes, and he has long fingernails, and he dresses like Oscar Wilde, kind of. Yeah, he's got a Victorian <laughs> dress. Yes, like yeah. a, speaks in limericks, and he has like. His hair is like almost dreaded. I want to say, yeah. like it's been twisted it's into these spiky. spiky, and he looks kind of like a full-sized Harry Potter goblin. Is kind yep. of how I yeah. think about it. That's pretty accurate. That's yeah. a good description. Like yeah. a goblin that was an adult male. Yeah, size. <laughs> yeah. a six-foot got Gringotts goblin. Yeah, <laughs> and, he's, and he's a Scottish man. So yeah. Yes, yeah, that works. That works yeah. well. Right, he sure is. Um, and the Wikipedia page says that they really needed to tone him down because apparently the original concept for him was even scarier. I'm than glad that. you read that. You know what I read on the Wikipedia article was that originally he had like porcupine quills. Yeah. I don't know if you saw. It. Larry oh. has porcupine quills in his face when he oh. goes full um, mm. boogeyman. They're like they're here and here. They're just like six of them. I'm like, it's very effective. Yeah. It's very frightening for him to have those like animalistic. Yeah. Like, hmm. yeah. I think yeah. The makeup is another one of the things that I can actually enjoy about this. I agree. Movie. Yeah. I I love yeah. the boogeyman actually. Like yeah. his rhymes don't even annoy me that much. They're yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> um, I wish I wrote one of them down, but um. Pretty, I didn't even notice that he was rhyming. He's, so. He only speaks in couplets. I was paying <laughs> a lot of attention to he, him. I but. understand if you had checked out. I understand. If I if I didn't already have a lot of invested in this movie, I yeah. probably would be on the same train. Yeah, if this was just on, I probably wouldn't have made it this no, far into it. Like, no. I watched this because I had to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so we, find, we see him again. So, we, so we're in the boogie world with him, mm-hmm. and they get the tetrafuse plugged in and start using it, and yeah. then he turns into a very old woman. He does. So just, I know we are, we're going to skip over this, okay. but there is this massive battle yeah. where Larry is, even though he is part boogeyman, he is um, still fighting with like a massive pen, and the um, boogeyman is using his creepy long... Index fingernails in a terrifying way. As, like, swords. As swords. Um, And it's really long. And Frances really, I know that she is very smart, and she has to use, like, she has to MacGyver a Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. together. She finds, like, what, a battery? Yeah, she finds a big battery, and then she's tying the She's got a paper clip. cable, yeah, to the battery. Yes. And but then, it takes Frances a very long time to do that. Mm-hmm. And part of it is because she's con- she's talking to Darwin. And she's like, Darwin, hang in there. Or, yeah. I don't know. She, I remember she's looking up and watching and the battle. And I'm like, keeps yeah. asking who she's talking yeah, to. Yeah, it's yeah. so annoying. <laughs> yeah. 
And at sh- they finally jumper cable um, the um, machine that, yeah. to the so fingernails. That's right. Gross as fuck. Yeah. And yes, she turns into. Turn it on. Yeah. He turns into a very old woman. Yes. Which, as a child, I was like, what? And as an adult, as I an was adult. like, what? <laughs> yeah. what? Well, we glossed over the when. Uh, when Larry goes full boogeyman. I thought we hadn't gotten to that yet. No, because the big battle starts actually when after the clap if you believe and he turns back into Larry. That's right. Okay. Oh. Because Francis convinces Darwin that Larry does exist. Yeah. And so then Darwin can see him again and he goes back to being Larry Larry. and stops being But okay, I wondered. So I was, I actually wrote this down. I was mad that they made Larry wear those prosthetics for so long. Like, mm. on, uh, kind of on behalf of the actor. But also just, like, I don't want to see Larry as this fucked up guy with the yeah. nails and everything. Yeah. I, like, I remember thinking, like, I want him to go back to, like, handsome, fun Larry. Like, yeah. I wish there was a quote-unquote rule, capital R rule, that was, like, when they went into the boogie universe, he was able to become handsome again or yeah. whatever. And he can still fully transform. I just remember thinking, like, wow, we're spending a lot of this movie with him looking ugly. Yeah. I don't well, know if anyone else had the same. I thought, like, the thing about that was the emotional stakes are really with Larry. Yeah. This is a guy that, you know, when you're first interested in, he's a very happy-go-lucky guy. Mm-hmm. He's super nice. He likes kids and everything. Mm-hmm. And then you're slowly watching him turn into this hideous thing that he finds himself hideous. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be a boogeyman. Yeah. And it's this... It's kind of tough to watch. Yeah. Where... You know, that you see this character undergoing this hideous transformation that he is out of his control. I think that is what is maybe the bulk, I mean, in addition to uh, the actual prospects and the way things yeah. look. I think that is what is so scary about mm-hmm. the movie. And also, I remember responding emotionally when I was a kid to Larry's, like, outburst where he gets angry yeah. because he's emotionally worried. It's like we're watching this kids movie but that actor is giving like a real performance oh yeah occasional like yeah. actually most of the time he is he gives the best performance in the movie he absolutely does he absolutely yeah. does and it's he doesn't even he's obviously very committed to all this the silliness which is yeah. really great obviously that works for larry but mm-hmm. then he also can switch into a very frightened character yeah. as well and that was i mean i when i was a kid i didn't like to watch anything that was very Dabby in any kind of way, yeah. so I think that was um, resonant. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. so so Larry has gone full boogeyman. Yeah. Okay, I and, couldn't remember what. Yeah, order. and then the boogeyman, the non boogeyman Larry, the main boogeyman, is just like because <laughs> there's two boogeymans now. Yeah. He's basically like, oh, you're a boogeyman. Like we're partners now. He's like, uh, you basically kill francis and i'm gonna kill the kid okay. <laughs> and that's like oh, okay we're, we're doing this now that's right that's right he's and he yeah. drags the he's i think he's in a is he he's in a sack is it supposed to be a sock it's supposed to be a sock it is supposed to be a sock again are they tiny or are they full size and so then he's gonna throw that over this cliff and that is when darwin francis gets darwin to clap and it's also when Frances recognizes that she did have an imaginary friend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She said that she didn't. Mm-hmm. She's saying she did have one. Um, and she also stopped believing in hers around the same time she told 
Darwin to stop believing in Larry. Right. Yeah. Which to me that was always that was a very confusing um like timeline cuz I'm like when did when did Darwin get sick? We really don't know. We don't know. It seems like it was years ago. It has to have been years ago. But that means But he's not He's, that old. He's not that like, old. I kind of thought, you know, when you meet, when you first see Darwin and Larry meeting, you think like, oh, Darwin probably stopped believing in him like a couple, maybe a year ago. Maybe yeah. a couple months, you know, some months have gone by. Because Larry certainly recognizes Darwin. And yeah. I don't know. But then you hear that and you're like, it just, it just seems like he was so little. Here's what doesn't track to me. He must have been so little. Let's say he's a couple years younger than he is in the movie. And Francis, as a 12-year-old, yeah. is like, you need to stop believing in your imaginary friend. It just doesn't make any sense. He's, he yeah, would have yeah. been so small, he can't even really fully comprehend what's happening to him, yeah, let alone, yeah. like, almost... Even at the age so he is little. now, I don't right. think he would have... He doesn't have yeah. full, like, cog- cognition as yeah. far as those things go. Also, just, like, the tactic of we needed him to believe in real things, like doctors, I'm like... <laughs> No. Right. And I think yeah. they actually, have his they actually yeah. address that in the movie, which is like, I think I think Larry does. He's like, he wasn't ready to let go of me. Mm-hmm. Like, not just age-wise, but I, the impression I got was that he actually would have really benefited from having I think so. an imaginary friend through yeah. this trauma. If that was my kid and they had an imaginary friend, I would be, like, milking that if it made them yeah. feel better. Like They're in a hospital room by themselves? Yeah. 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 It's, it's always... In pretty much almost every, you know, critically acclaimed children's escapist thing, it's mm-hmm. always a kid going through something that they're too young to deal with, mm-hmm. so they escape to a magical world, mm-hmm. yeah. and it makes them feel better, mm-hmm. and it helps them confront it. Mm-hmm. This was basically like, do the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> you need to yeah. live in reality, which yeah. is fucking shitty and terrible. You yeah. need to listen to the doctor, yeah. because... Having an escape means you're not going to listen to doctors. Listen up, jackass. You've got cancer. We need you to be fully present for this bone marrow. You're five years old, and I need you to understand exactly what's going on all the time. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm glad that that was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So when she reveals that she did have an imaginary friend. And Francis being 12 is a little old for imaginary friend, in my opinion. Let's say that she was that 12 too. or 11. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. pushing it, yeah. I would say. Um, anyway, continue. So then, the boogeyman starts to turn back into her imaginary friend? Francis clasps hands with Zoe. Zoe's the name of the imaginary friend. Yes. and And Darwin and... Um, um, Larry are like employing her, employing her not to do that because they think that he's going to kill her. And right. as soon as she touches his hand, he becomes, he transforms into a, a beautiful girl. <laughs> Which, here's my problem. Mm, mm. Larry, as a boogeyman, is basically Larry as a boogeyman. <laughs> Hers was this beautiful young woman, mm-hmm. and then she turns into a Scottish man. Yeah. yeah. As the boogeyman? That's I'm... a good question. So I personally kind of thought that was inventive, that she turns into, like, a scary guy. I kind of dug it. And then, and they do. only men can be a boogeyman? I no, no. But then they say, yeah. then they keep saying person. Yeah, they're we very, don't... yeah. Yeah, they, I was just going to say, like, it seemed like a comment that, like, the the boogie subgroup or the imaginary friend subgroup is very gender fluid mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. 
but it, it again there's no rule mm -hmm. because so this boogeyman is a scottish man mm -hmm. but when they age the boogeyman up he becomes an old woman woman old and did she have a Scottish accent then? No, she's no. just... She's just an old American woman. She's yeah. fully American. Mm -hmm. And then when the boogeyman loses his boogeyness, he's uh, a Victorian yeah. woman. Yeah, yeah. There's no... Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's You're no right. rules. You're right. I don't... Like, because of the way that Larry became a boogeyman, I don't see why... Why couldn't that man have been her imaginary friend... Yeah, yeah, like a like, cool, like Scottish. Make, make, him, <laughs> make him not the boogeyman version. Yeah. I'm like, why? Do what? You only, wanna... only girls are allowed to have girls, and boys only have right. boys. Are like... they trying to make this? I mean, first of all, we don't know how he identifies when he's. Even though we're calling him a boogeyman, <laughs> oh, that's we don't true. know if he identifies as boogeyman. He, he again. It's like he's I think, regardless I think he does of how he identifies to himself as, as the boogeyman. Yeah. He he is not the same person as her I, imaginary I friend. I yeah. Whereas Larry was Larry yeah. as a boogeyman. B also could stand for boogie person. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I completely. <laughs> I completely. It is. I think. I feel like they do it just to make the. Just because maybe it is more conceivable that a female, a young girl, would have a girl imaginary friend i wish one of you would had an imaginary friend i could yeah. ask i mean you. sure but yeah just make <sighs> but i think I, I mean it would have been i think a lot <laughs> more consistent and believable if you know the boogeyman changes back into her imaginary friend and he's just like a happy-go-lucky scottish man yeah. who likes making rhymes yeah. that seems like yeah. a kid yeah something that a kid would like yeah or Larry turned into someone that looked the same. Yeah, like the book, mm. like a boogeyman, boogeyman is, is one is thing, that thing, and yeah. you look like this. Yeah, like, yeah, that would yeah, not keeping that consistency. That's true. That's true. Consistency is something we are just completely lacking. <laughs> yeah, there's no consistency in this movie. Everything changes from frame to frame. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, and it's Zoe. And then I mean, I have to say, like. They're like, wow, Zoe, you gave us a fright. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. And then we move on. Yeah. And then we hear that on. similar pranks have been happening in another town. So Cent Larry and Centralville. 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 Instead of Middleburg. Yeah. And so then Larry and Zoe go there mm -hmm. to help fix it. Yeah. So they leave them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems pointless. <laughs> yeah. but, um... uh, and, okay, so yeah, so we... We're like, okay, the boogeyman's actually Zoe. She's British. She's cool. Um, nobody's going to die now. Mm -hmm. So we leave Boogie World. And then the parents come out and they're like, you know what, Francis? It's okay that you're crazy. You know, we still love you. <laughs> yeah. So that's that finishes that plot point out. Um, and there's been pranks going in another city, so it can't have been Francis. Yeah, yeah so they're like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't have suspected it was you on hardly any evidence. Yeah. <laughs> just that the gelatin and the eggs were missing. And I'm like, I'm still just Those like... Those are the chief reasons, yeah. There were, there were only, like, 24 eggs, and they definitely threw, like, 200 eggs. Yeah. And yeah. he couldn't have had more than a single packet of gelatin. <laughs> yeah. You can't. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, and 
why does Larry what is why does Larry kiss Francis? Okay, what is yeah, this? The... Oh, we had an issue with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I we... think it's really just because Disney thought, oh well, it's a girl and a boy hanging out, so they definitely <laughs> have feelings for each other. Which is, but you know, the I read that that was an issue that he was black on Wikipedia. Yeah. You read that yeah, as I well. Yeah, I read that as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. My issue. Obviously, I don't have a problem with an interracial kiss. <laughs> what I have a problem with is a kiss when two characters have expressed no yeah. like yeah. romantic yeah. interest in each other for the entire movie. Yeah. That and the fact that he's not real. That's so true. what what That's what true. message does that like I under like people also talk about like oh like oh in this like alien movie there was like an interspecies kiss. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, this this is a non-corporeal, non-existent <laughs> mental image. So that a white she's... girl can only kiss a black boy if he's imaginary. Yeah. Okay, so ba- basically, okay, so we're outside now. This is the final. Also, nineteen ninety-nine, and that was still a problem. Yeah. What's wrong with everyone? Right. <laughs> but yeah, so the, here's here's the big, the final. Well, penultimate, because then we have one more nice scene after right, this. Right, but right. it's, you know, uh, Francis, and she's out there with Zoe and Larry, and uh, she's like, okay, so you guys are going to come back, and we're going to hang out now? <laughs> and they're like, no, you fucking weirdo. We're imaginary <laughs> friends, and you're an adult. Like, We're going to leave. Yeah, you're never going to see us again. Yeah. Thanks for making us not boogie band anymore. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That... It happens so abruptly. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, no, you're grown up. Yeah. Stop believing in imaginary people. Yeah. It's basically, it's turning it around on her. They're mm-hmm. basically what she told Darwin they're telling her now. I know, yeah. Which, which is kind of some kind of poetic justice mm-hmm. thing. I don't, I don't know. Doesn't, what, doesn't don't know Francis, or he kisses her because it's something about something being real. Like, real things. Or she said, she has a line where she's... Right after the, the kiss, uh, right she after, says something. She says, maybe I am grown up. That's what she says. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. I think it it's something like, you need to grow up. Oh, what do grown-up mm. girls do? They Here's what the Wikipedia says. Uh-huh. Laren kisses Frances as a way of showing her that childhood was great, but so is adulthood if she keeps a sense of wonder. How does a kiss... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's basically like... Um, you know, you need to grow up, and you need to be interested in boys, <laughs> but real boys. So, it, but then he turns. But then it says he turns on the Christmas lights. So that's the wonder. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. So the, the kiss was showing her that childhood was great, but it's <laughs> over. Yeah. I don't know. No, there. Yeah, again, so, there's no. I don't know. So many problems. Yeah. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, I think part of it, like this, is a much simpler explanation, but it's like. We're done now, and we that, and I'm gonna kiss you. Do like, you think it was an executive that was like, "These are teens. Why isn't there any sex?" Here? <laughs> yeah. And they, so they threw a kiss in. They were like, "Yeah, I guess. here you go." I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I think that's. It. I'm baffled. Yeah, they needed to throw that in. I, I, you had made a comment during the screening of the movie where when she's first seeing Larry. 
every time she like sees him she kind of gets like flustered like she thinks he's yes, really cute that's true and she does oh that's true she yeah. says there's this boy he's been following me and she's oh. like oh she oh, that's loves right. that that's... she has a stalker <laughs> this is very problematic she... yes she is talking about how she keeps seeing this boy yeah. and yeah the way she said it was like there's a boy <laughs> but it's like this does not work with anything in the script yeah who, who yeah. allowed that like this was definitely written by a committee and each person brought something different to the table <laughs> a committee of only men yeah who thought oh she's a teen and he's a boy so she will be flustered and like oh yeah and i do think the fact that like what was I going to say? Like, I, as actors, I, listen, listen, the script is super obnoxious. I'm <laughs> not denying that. You know that I feel that way. But, like, I feel like it's only watchable because they cast two people that do have chemistry together. Yeah. Like, they do kind of, not, like, romantic. I don't even mean like that. But they're just, like, they're they just, are good in a scene together. together yeah. they, 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 you feel like they are friends. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. You don't always get that in, in Disney movies. Yeah. yeah. And they are, they're foils. They, it, Kind of like a Mulder and Scully thing, where yes. this guy is, yes. you know, well, he is a, a fantastic, you know, yep. non-real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, you know, believe in imaginary yeah. things. And then she's the, no, science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then at the end, it's the imaginary guy yelling at her to believe in science, <laughs> then kisses her and disappears. It's, it's confusing. Yep. Yeah. It's confusing. And then best. he and the other imaginary friend watch them sleep. <laughs> they're like, we cool, we can <laughs> Yeah, it's like, okay, bye. Like, we've, you know, we no longer have the imaginary people in the movie. And then... And then they're in the next scene. And then they're in the next scene, yeah. So, but they're invisible in but the, the yeah, scene. Yeah, they don't know that they're there. So I guess that's like a little thing for the audience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it cuts to the credits where they play Boogie, Boogie Wonderland. Wonderland. That was the other time when I was like, someone up there yeah. is having a good time. Okay. And Keen I did not immediately get the connection. She's just like, why are they playing Boogie Wonderland? <laughs> and then I was deeply upset that in the credits, they miss, like misspelled boogie to be boogie like boogeyman for boogie wonderland the song and i was like that feels illegal (laughs) because that's not how they spell it for the song and i doubt that they were like yeah sure do a special boogie wonderland just for the movie like, you're right. Yeah. You're Earth, right. Wind, and Fire, a big Disney Channel movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I was like, wow. They got some of the budget went to just the credit music, yeah. which is pretty hilarious. Like a pretty good joke. It was also <laughs> so unnecessary. It was yeah. like, totally unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and the I mean the score, the music in this movie never meshes with. It's all over the place. I can't yeah. remember it specifically, the but score I sounds a lot like the score for Shit's Creek. Where it's just like a lot of burr, 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 burr. Yeah. and then like burr, 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 burr. Oh, and then like one scary thing will happen, and you get this eerie horror movie music, and then we're back to jazz. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish I had paid more attention. I was I was listening with one earbud. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I mean, maybe if like Danny Elfman, yeah, like Danny Elfman was driving, and they're like, "Hey, we need some music," and he just like hummed it to them, and they... <laughs> yes, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah. 
He every Danny Elfman song. Yeah. In, an, in an app on his phone and sent it. Yeah. And sent the file to them. Back yeah. in 1999, he had an I app on that, his phone. Yeah. Was, I just, believe it, He just recorded the Snake app. Yeah. And then, <laughs> okay. All right. So we the question it. is, do we want this D? Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hard pass from me. To the I think, to I, I what? Think I, I want this D as much as her being called Francis Bacon. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I want the D as much as Larry's yellow sunglasses in the wow. beginning. <laughs> I, think, I think we're interpreting that wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think you are too. You're like, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm like, I wasn't a fan of those sunglasses. Oh, okay. I think yeah. those, those were like peak 90s, though. That's yeah, they're, peak 90s they're fashion. Yeah, peak 90s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, please. Oh, uh, uh, I want this D as much as I want that pool full of chlorinated jello. Okay. <laughs> delicious before we go i want to draw your guys attention to three lines that we missed i'm sorry it's just really important to me lay them on us steven tobloski does he say all three of these he says two of them okay one when he discovers the gelatin is missing do you remember what he says no i wanted to make that fruity thing i was gonna make my wiggly fruit thing for dinner tonight yes genius also like does he mean dessert, or are you serving a large Jello mold for dinner? I, that's a good question. Because that's what you're making. Mm-hmm. If it has fruit, wiggly fruit thing mm-hmm. is Jello with fruit in it. Yeah. <laughs> Could be dessert. Yeah, but then I, he ends I up, would hope so. Yeah. In the Midwest, for we eat Jello in a lot of uh, meals, oh, like okay. just as as meals, as part of a meal, you may eat Jello wow. that has fruit in it. Okay. Um. Two, um, after the, uh, after the light, so, um, the important thing about the Christmas lights is that they're in a blackout. I don't know if you guys knew that, but apparently the whole neighborhood's in a blackout and the Christmas lights are on. It attracts press, you know. Yeah. Oh. Normal. No, I did not get that at all. It attracts press from, like, I was very confused about why the press. But also the press are there and they're, like, following them onto the lawn and stuff, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. It is. But... Anyway, they're he doing says, that, oh. but then, sorry, yeah. but then, um, then like the next day or like an hour later, they're all it's gone. It's not even an issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also they're being really loud and the mom is like, does, I don't know if you remember this, doesn't she doesn't notice, notice until he's yeah. like, the press is outside. There's like doorbell ringing. <laughs> there's a, there's the a helicopter There's a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. she's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we need to worry about this. He, he says something and she's like, let's worry about it later. And he's like, well, you're yeah. going to. Well, can. It's like I Tanya out there. Yeah. When, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, she on the phone, I believe he says, if you want to know about our family, visit our website. He does. He does oh, say that. Yeah. What a classic 1999 I bird. can't even believe it. It's such a good classic. Visit my website. You yeah. want information on me? Visit my website. Yeah. And then um, last, I don't remember why, but the mom says, your father just logged on to the internet news. Yeah. Which remember is really that. good. Remember that. Logged on to the internet news. I don't know no. what they're looking up. I don't remember what, but I he needed to. I think it was just to... check that they weren't news anymore. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or like weather or something? He had to. Yeah. He had to... Um, no, I think it's because uh, Centerville is having these pranks and oh, they yeah, found yeah. out on the it. internet news. There yeah. was a line very early in the movie that. I don't remember who said it, but it was, it's only weird because you don't have a logical explanation for it. I'm like, isn't that like the definition of something that's weird? That's weird yeah. That sounds like a Joe line. I think it's a Francis line. I think it might have been. Or a, someone in the family it was, I think. Yeah. 
Mm. It's only weird because... But yeah. it may have been Francis. It's okay yeah. that we don't I know. I think it was yeah. Francis because I feel like it was Bert being like, no, th- things are weird. And, yeah. And she was like, it's only weird because it doesn't have a logical explanation. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? And now like, yeah. that sounds like and a snarky. I was like, well, Francis yeah. <laughs> that is what's up with being Just weird. Just to find the word weird, but okay. Th- thanks, Francis. Thanks, yeah. Francis. Okay. All well, right. Rob, thanks so much. Your yeah. analysis your deep dive was really valuable. I, I hate how much writing masterclass. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I hate how much. It's just. I think it's more the rage that you know watching <laughs> motivates this, you. Yeah, yeah, like it's like I just I need to comment mm-hmm. on it. I think that's great. Yeah, I uh, I kind of get to the point where I just feel apathetic. I think Keen might feel yes. the same way where you're like I'm just waiting for this like to this. be over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are. This one, you know what? Again, like I know we tear these apart. They are for kids. As a kid, I wasn't having these thoughts, and not a lot of. I mean, adults are gonna watch these with their kids, but it's not for adults. So, like, it works in my opinion because the two characters have some have a dynamic. You know, you know. This I was like easier to watch than Quince. Oh fucking yeah, yeah! This was easier to watch than Quince. Quince, I don't know why. I think it's because so much, so much depends upon Kimberly J. Brown in that movie. She's like, well, that movie actually has no plot, whereas at least yeah. we have some plot. Yeah, here. that's true. It's, it's just, just few and far between. Over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think someone should. Uh, what's it called? What reboot? This deserves a reboot. Yeah. Like a PG thirteen reboot. Oh yeah. Uh I, there there are aspects of it of the sort of the world building that I like if there were if there was consistency along with yes, it yes. the idea of an imaginary friend sort of becoming this hideous thing when you stop believing in it yeah that sounds like something that James Wan could run with yes very like, much very much yeah yeah that's what I'm saying okay yeah. Rob get on it okay someone has to write write, it. write that movie please yeah all right okay. right now we'll watch <laughs> i'm still working on the uh expanded universe of luck of the irish are we still working on that <laughs> yeah okay all right well fair enough all right well we'll let you get on to that then. yeah okay emily it was a pleasure as always as always all right <laughs> check us out on twitter yes. and twitter other places. and instagram mm-hmm uh, we're about the D on Twitter and talking about the D on Instagram mm-hmm. or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, please rate and review us wherever you listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thanks for thank listening. you for listening. Please subscribe. Tell everyone you know. Yeah, every single every person. single person you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 Bye.